The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Welcome to Spectrumly Speaking. I'm Haley Moss, an attorney, author, artist, and autistic self-advocate. And today I am joined here by... Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Butts. I'm a psychologist and an attorney. I feel like asking how you are should not be how your week was, but how are you holding up? Great. Um, actually, really well. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually been very productive. Um, because things have slowed down. I've been able to get to all those things that get pushed to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to that later. You know, things that are not as important as time sensitive. Okay. Um, so I'm, I feel like I've been really productive and able to get I, things organized. I'm hoping by the end of next week, like my, my, my storage and, um, you know, all kinds of things that, that never get done or, or mm-hmm. actually getting done. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. How about you? So far so good. I mean, just being home is interesting. It's an adjustment in workflow. Like we've talked about in the past and with routine and everything too. So at least for me, we, I've been up to a couple webinars. I've been also trying to finish some of those like less imminent tasks. So I've been working on all my CLEs to keep my oh, me license. too. Me too. I finished my CLEs as well. Exactly. I only have one left to do for my three-year cycle that ends in 2022 now. And it's oh, one wow. of those, like, all I have to do is one of those basic courses for new lawyers. And I just yes. decided which one seems the most interesting. Right. Yes. Cause they're like six hours each. Yes. Those are, those are the rough ones. Those they're are not fun, but they're all online. Well, mine, mine, you had to be in person. <sighs> Yeah, you had. They're to, all online now. They're just like two hundred dollars yeah. each. Right, <laughs> right. You, they were very. It was. That it, it was the only one that you had to be in person. And I'm. I, they I got. Was very I strict. got my. Te- I got my tech credits yesterday though, because there was a free I, one with the Florida Bar about working from home. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I was gonna say, if you did that same one, then I would never. <laughs> that we're all on the same page. <laughs> right. So working on my CLEs, I'm also trying to write some stuff. I'm trying to use the time to get to that book that's been on my brain that I just haven't quite had the chance to or haven't really been feeling up to and now I'm like well now's the time so and also trying to make some more time for self-care so we've talked a lot about self-care and and keeping entertained and fun so like the rest of the world or at least it seems Twitter at least has I was talking to our guest before the show about this is that I got a Nintendo Switch so I am very excited to be back in gaming and I haven't bought like a console in years. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you're, speaking, sudden, you're speaking Chinese to an old lady, but. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 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 So it's basically, I feel like we can have a whole thing about video games. It's should, probably, we, should. we should probably get a guest who is much more well-versed in it than I am too. But I really just wanted to play Animal Crossing like everyone else because it's very relaxing. You get to build your island and your own house and all this stuff like that. <laughs> it, it, there's no like plot to it is the best uh-huh. way to describe it. It's pretty chill. It's kind of like The Sims, but you have these cute little animals running around instead. The sounds, animals will talk sounds, to you and they're Sounds neighbors. fascinating. <laughs> it's very nothing, cute. It's, it's very I cute. <laughs> um, I think we... 
I mean, if you read some <laughs> of the hot takes about work? it, everybody's <laughs> relating to this capitalist raccoon. <laughs> it's definitely an adventure so far. Is and it you can also let like have it as a handheld, or you could plug it into your TV. So it's pretty. Okay. He- hence, I guess it's called a switch because you can switch between having it in your hands gotcha. or having it on the TV. But gotcha. that's kind of my tangent on things that have been interesting in my world. <laughs> I'm looking and, forward to to talking to our guest again. She's wonderful. Me too. So today we are welcoming back Michaela Ackerman. We absolutely love getting to hang out with Michaela and. For our listeners, as you may or may not recall, it's okay if you don't because we will get you right up to speed. Michaela Ackerman was diagnosed with ASD when she was five years old back in the early 90s and nonverbal in her early childhood. She founded the blog Edge of the Playground in February 2018 to help individuals on the autism spectrum with life transitions and their families. Michaela is a contributing author on The Mighty, Mental Health Talk, and many more. She regularly appears for autism speaking events and conducts autism trainings for parents, educators, and medical professionals. Michaela earned her law degree in 2016 and currently works in legal compliance. Additionally, Michaela is a certified yoga instructor and creates classes specifically designed for neurodivergent people. Michaela lives in North Carolina and loves reading, traveling, and breaking stereotypes. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. We are so glad to have you. And first things first, how are you managing so far during the pandemic? Things are good. Um, It was a bit of an adjustment because, um, as I was telling you earlier, I live alone. Um, So, you know, I work from home now full time, which has been nice. Um, But also, like, I've been in self-isolation since mid-March, just because of the situation where I am. So... I haven't had a lot of human contact to say the least, um, which was a bit of an adjustment. Um, It's funny because like, I always knew I was an introvert, but this has taught me that I'm actually a lot more social than I ever knew Mm -hmm. um, because I'm alone all the time. And I'm like, oh, I actually do miss hanging out with people. So yeah, it's been an adjustment, but um, now I think I've kind of gotten the swing of things and I'm feeling a lot uh, better and doing well. We, we talked on previous episodes about disruptions of routines and what you just brought up, you know, your routine has been, everyone's routine has been disrupted related to COVID. Can you tell us how you're managing changing routines? Absolutely. So, you know, it was really hard and I think it's been hard for everybody, regardless if you are autistic or, neurotypical, whoever you are, like this is a very hard situation um, because routines are just completely out the window. Um, So what I've tried to do is keep as many basic part of my routines intact as possible. So things like waking up at the same time every day, um, you know, getting dressed, um, making sure I um, kind of just have a structure in terms of when I start work, when I end work, when I eat. So by keeping those little things um, in place, it creates a sense of structure in my day, even though I am not able to leave my house as much. Um, And it helps uh, keep a sense of uh, normalcy. That makes a lot of sense. And my question is, what would you say are the biggest challenges in terms of being 
independent with independent living for people on the spectrum going through this. So I am at my parents' house. So I like you, you used to live alone before the pandemic. And now I'm back home with mom and dad. So I'm not quite in the independent living sphere like you are. So what do you think some of the challenges are with independent living and even just being alone when you're on the spectrum? Yeah. So I think, um, executive functioning, definitely. Um, I typically don't have as hard of a time keeping my living space, um, tidy just because I have, um, more like OCD tendencies, I guess you could say, but even me, like with this, it's been really hard to keep up with some basic executive functioning skills, like Mm -hmm. making sure the dishes stay done or, um, the laundry, just little things like that, because you are home so much and you're, you're stressed out, you know, there's not an end date per se in sight. And, um, you can be worried about family or friends and, um, there's a lot going on your job. Every situation is different. So a lot of times I've found like basic executive functioning is what takes the hit when your brain is stressed out about those things. Um, and especially when the routine is gone, you know, I've typically structured my executive functioning into my routine. Um, so creating spaces of time that are specifically dedicated to doing chores or hygiene, whatever it may be, um, so that I can make sure everything's getting done and feel it's actually a part of my routine day to day, um, is generally more comforting. But with such an open-ended space of time, and I think most autistic people would agree, open-ended <laughs> spaces of time are just uh, the worst yeah. reality. Um, so really just doing everything I can to recreate the structure I once had and make it so the time is not as open-ended. So really kind of blocking out my days. Do you block out time for, for virtual socialization? Yes, I do. Um, so I, um, I actually have a girl I know that I went to college with, um, and she runs, um, a blog as well. And she talks about, you know, during this time, recreating parts of your routine that, uh, bring you joy. Mm -hmm. So we all have like routines, for different reasons. And for me, one of the big things is uh, working out. And so I went back and I analyzed why is it that I really love working out? And part of that is the socialization that I get with that. So the fact that working out has been disrupted in my routine isn't just because my routine is off. It's also because the socialization is off. And you can Mm -hmm. do that with any part um, of your routine. Like what is it that's missing in your life now, that piece? So once I realize, oh, okay, well, that socialization piece is missing. How do I recreate that? Um, Like you said, it's been online. So a lot of my studios have uh, virtual classes now um, through Zoom. And I'm able to do those workouts and get the um, physical relief release and the endorphins that I would usually get. And also the socialization with the people in my studio who I can't see right now. So that's been really nice and a great way to kind of recreate that feeling within my day. So you've been teaching yoga classes over Zoom? Um, So I have not taught anything um, myself yet. I'm actually going to probably start putting some on my Facebook page, uh, 
for people. I want to take um, your class. But my, my studio, yes, has been, I've been taking classes from like my friends and okay. other instructors that I know. And it's been really nice. That's I would awesome. think that, that that would be a really interesting um, uh, challenge to teach a yoga class vir virtually. It's one thing to, to take it, but another thing to teach it because, um, you know, to, to watch for people, the adjustments and all those kinds of things, it, it's got to be. Yeah, it's been interesting. So like the one studio that I go to, they have you have the camera on so that they can actually see you. Right. Um, but of course it's still kind of hard to see somebody on a computer screen, right. especially when you have 20 people. Right. And then the other studio I have doesn't require you to have the camera on, but it's more of a, the class is available for 24 hours. Okay. So it, it's almost like taking a class on YouTube. You can access it right. pre-recorded. That is very, very cool. And what advice would you give to people who have autistic loved ones on how to best be supportive of them? Yeah, I think just realizing um, that, you know, our routines are everything. And um, because they're disrupted right now, we're probably going to be having a harder time with things that may seem basic. Um, like I was saying before, the executive functioning, mm -hmm. um, maybe even just uh, relating uh, to people. But, you know, I think it's probably going to be the same things that anyone is feeling. Um, it's just because our brains are different, we might have a different uh, response to it. Mm -hmm. So um, it could be amplified. It could be that we are um, maybe more testy or something and, and you don't understand why. So I think um, just realizing that it's important for us to recreate those routines and maybe help us um, to find ways to recreate um, joyous feelings within our day. I know for me, um, being outside as much as possible has really helped me um, because it, it helps me not feel as trapped in the house um, and the fresh air is always helpful. So if you have the capability um, to be outside, whether that's on a balcony or a backyard or um, a walk, I think that's very helpful. Um, and just kind of reminding you know, your loved ones that, you know, this will pass and um, that you're there to support them and just really uh, being there for the person. Oh, definitely. I know that at least for me as well, I've definitely, when you mentioned like being a little testier, like the moods and everything, I know for me, it's been really hard and finding a routine. I know my mom tries to make sure I'm up at the same time every day. And it's just difficult because sometimes like I don't want to, because it's like, I can't re I'm scared like about some of the recreating or it just isn't the same because as much as I do also want to work out, I'm like, but I don't know, or I don't have the same equipment or I need that extra guidance that you might get in person, for instance, because I'm always scared I'm going to do something wrong and hurt myself. So I think it really is something that it's important. What you're saying is to recreate routine, but also to encourage it. And I think people kind of go at their own pace too, because I know it's been like a month now and I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I think too, like focus more on the feeling rather than the actual, um, whatever it is that you are doing. So say for example, you are too nervous to work out on your own. 
I've also mm -hmm. been doing a lot of things I've never had time for before. Like um, I've tried painting for the first time Ooh. or other creative outlets. And I have found that that brings the same kind of feeling mm -hmm. um, that the other parts of my routine I can't do anymore brought me. And it might actually be something I carry with me even after all this is over. Right. So I think it's a good way to kind of get back in touch with yourself. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's been, really I made sure to bring all my markers home and all my like different art supplies. When I did go to my apartment last week, even if it was just to get the AC fixed, I'm like, let me just get the stuff that I know makes me happy that I left behind. Cause I had a day to get out. Yes. So I tried to get those markers and I've also been writing more. So I haven't really, even though I keep saying like, I'm going to work on my book. I'm going to work on all this stuff. I've been writing shorter things because it makes me happy or even just things that trying to process my feelings. Cause it's something I've always done is write about my feelings for some reason, but I've been doing more of that and trying to get back in touch and trying to also work on a lot of my social relationships that might've suffered because I just didn't have time or I didn't make the, t or more accurately, I probably didn't make the time. So I think it's trying, I think that recreating feelings of joy is such a great point. And I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I do think that this is a time that a lot of people are using to like reset and prioritize what's, what's most important. Um, you know, once you get past the anxiety of, of the change and all of that, I think that, um, you know, learning about what's important and what, can, what does bring you joy and what, what should be part of your routine when, um, when things get restarted and get crazy again and making sure that you, you have a balance between work and joy and taking care of yourself and all of those things. Absolutely. And cause we know that your, your blog is wonderful for all of this stuff too. Cause you love to talk about independent living. Can you remind our listeners where they can find out more about you and read along with your great ideas? Yes. It's um, edge of the playground.com. Um, and I actually do have previous posts on how to handle unstructured time, <laughs> obviously not for this. Um, but I am working on several projects with, um, people to put out some content in the next few weeks. Um, but that was more for like weekend structure, but I think a lot of it applies to this situation too, like creating miniature routines basically, um, and, and kind of helping with that. So that's all at edgeoftheplayground.com. Um, and then we're also on Facebook. What do you mean? What do you mean about miniature routines? What do you? Um, yeah. So like that was written more for weekends, but it could apply here too. So when I have a space of time that is open-ended, I create, I guess you could say a mini routine for that. So it's not a full blown, like everyday routine where you get up, you go to work, okay. school, all mm -hmm. that. Um, I leave more open spaces of time, mm -hmm. but I kind of, um, end cap it with, with, actual things that I'm going to be doing. So I make sure that there's a beginning time and an end time to the open-endedness, if that makes sense. So that way I know, okay, well, I'm still like relaxing or I still have this um, ability to go out and socialize if I have um, open time. But I know that there's only a few hours in my day where there's absolutely nothing planned. And so that way I can kind of relax more. My brain's not as anxious 
right now, obviously, you wouldn't have um, the socialization aspect of it. So your mini routine would probably be more like we were talking about before, getting up at the same time every day, uh -huh. um, creating that structure kind of throughout the day so that even though you have those periods of open-ended hours, they don't feel as anxious because you know there's a beginning and an end time to that. You have tasks um, throughout the day to kind of break it up. That makes I think that's great. So it's finding, it's finding structure in the unstructured. Exactly. Yes. I think that's the best way to look at it. At least that's how I see it. I'm like, okay. And I, I need to start doing that. So I will start yeah. setting my alarm now, now that you told me to do it. Yeah. It's important for everybody to do. I also think it's really powerful coming from someone who's more of your peers rather than like your parents or something. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> yes. but it sounds, I feel like it's a lot more relatable when someone who has a similar experience and even like neuro neurology to going girl do it it's like yeah uh-huh will do we wanted to have an additional segment and you talked you did talk a little bit about this with your virtual socialization is about what tips you have for those of us who want to practice yoga during quarantine as well. And I think something, because it is very virtual and there's not studios, we have a little bit more control. And this is something I've been saying about at-home workouts generally, is that you have more control over the space that you're in. So you don't have to worry yeah. as much about if there's like 20 students and you get super conscious of their form or versus your form and things like that. And maybe you get to pick the place. So what tips do you have for us for practicing yoga while socially isolating or yeah. quarantine, um, whatever you want to call it? And to build off of that um, as well, before I answer, you know, I think it's been really interesting in the way that isolation has kind of brought us all together in a way, mm -hmm. because so many um, workouts have become accessible for the first time to a lot of people who maybe can't leave the house as often, um, and now they can access it online. So I think that's been a really um, great thing, and I hope that continues um, even after this is over. Um, for people who want to do at-home workouts and are practicing yoga, I have found that it's really nice because like you said, I can um, create my own space. So I've actually been doing a lot of the online classes outside, which has been amazing. I've been fortunate to have really nice weather here recently. <laughs> um, it's not I was going to say, hot. I don't think I want to do them outside in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that does not sound fun. <laughs> So it really depends on your uh, location, but if you can do it outside, that's always nice because you know, you're out of the house, you don't feel as trapped, um, all of those things. And then as far as online goes, you can really pick a class that you feel comfortable with, um, especially if it's like a free pre-recorded class. Um, there's a lot of great YouTube channels like um, Yoga with Adrian or Yoga with Cassandra, and you can go through and there's all different kinds of levels, um, difficulty wise. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is you can start watching a video and if you find, Hey, this is not, um, as slow or beginner as I was hoping you can switch it off and choose a different one, or you can move at your own pace, um, and not worry that you're not keeping up. So it, it really becomes a more individualized experience. Um, and you probably don't have the anxiety surrounding being in a classroom. Um, and then also you don't have to deal with the sensory overload of a classroom because you're in your own space. So you can, you know, create whatever space is most comforting to you. 
Mm -hmm. Michaela, just to like a logistic question, how do you set up outside to do the yoga outside with the, if you're doing it online? Yeah. So I, um, I'm fortunate in that I have a laptop and I also have an iPad. So um, a lot of times I'll just pull up the class either on YouTube or on Zoom, whatever they're using, and I'll prop it up like on my lawn chair. And uh, that way I can follow the class. Um, but even if you had like a phone, like a, an iPhone or something, mm -hmm. then you could probably just use the phone outside to do it. Um, otherwise, yeah, you could just use, um, you know, the TV in your house or the computer inside. But I, I generally just bring my devices outside and I make sure they're charged. That is very cool. And so, and so the difference, obviously, for our listeners, if you do a Zoom live uh, yoga class, it, you have more of that social aspect because it's a, it, you're also interacting with people versus the pre-recorded class. It's just, it's a yoga class which you can get a lot of benefits out of, but you don't have that social interaction per se. Right. And even with the Zoom, it's a lot more, you're interacting with the instructor probably more than the people taking it. Um, but you know, a great thing too is, uh, there's a lot of apps out there that I've been finding. One's called house party, I think, where you heard about that. Yeah. And it's really cool. You can basically, um, video chat, like all your friends. I think you can do up to like 12 people or something. Um, and there's like different little games you can play on there. But, um, if you're doing like a pre-recorded class, that's not on zoom, I'm thinking you it could be a fun idea to maybe just video chat everyone while you're doing uh, the workout and kind mm -hmm. of have it to the side where you can talk to each other if that's what you want, or you could um, check in afterwards. You have the best ideas. I love that you are teaching us to be creative and to find structure in the unstructured. So thank you so much for that. Again, you can check out Everything Michaela is up to at Edge of the Playground. She is on her blog, she's on Facebook, and she wants to help all of us find calm and routine and all this. And it makes me feel a lot better hearing it from someone who is living independently, who is close in age to me and also has similar life experiences. So it means a lot to me. Thank you again. I hope our listeners got as much out of today's episode as I did. And with that in mind, be sure to check out differentbrains.org and check out their Twitter and Instagram at DiffBrains and look for them on Facebook. We will certainly be sharing some of the great stuff that we've heard about on today's episode and in past episodes dealing with the pandemic. If you're looking for me, you can find me at HaleyMoss.net or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at HaleyMossArt. And I can be found at CFIExperts.com. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and don't hesitate to send questions to spectrumlyspeaking at gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation going. Spectrumly Speaking is a production of Different Brains. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.